You're listening to The John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Trey King shooting free throws. What a game he's had. Front end of the one and one. Around it out. Rebound McCuller. Four seconds remaining. They throw it ahead. Jackson back out. McCuller, a three at the buzzer. Got it. It'll count. But Iowa State knocks off number seven, Kansas, 79-75. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Let's check on all things Cardinal and go with the voice of the Cyclones, John Walters. He is the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. I like cut courtesy of the Iowa State Sports Network from Learfield. John Walters with the call and pleased to be joined by the voice of the Iowa State Cyclones. About to make his way to Waco, Bears and Cyclones tomorrow night at Foster Pavilion. And John, uh, thanks for your time this afternoon. We appreciate it. Always my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Looking forward to the game. A couple of things away from basketball that I told Aaron to remind me to ask you. Uh, Number one is Brock Purdy, you know, quarterbacking the 49ers to the Super Bowl and, of course, played and played well at at Iowa State. Uh, He just – I don't know the guy, but I I really respect him. Great Christian witness that he has. Uh, You were around him, you know, during his time, obviously, at Iowa State. Uh, What's Brock Purdy like? Well, he's even more than you can imagine, a really good person, you know, and I'll put it this way, John, I've done this business for a long, long time. And I interviewed him my freshman, his freshman year, I interviewed him. I, in our hall of fame, he was just a, you know, I had the camera and the tripod and all this stuff. And I was going to do a feature on him and Mike Rose. Mm -hmm. So I get done with the interview and, uh, Brock says, well, I, I can help you carry that stuff out of the car. I'm like, no, no, that's not right. <laughs> I got it. He's like, no, no, I insist. So, you know, he's the only guy in the history of me doing this that ever has carried my stuff out to the car for me and, and helped me load it up. And just, it's the kind of person he was. Nobody's around. He's not doing it for anybody's benefit. He's just that kind of a human being. And um, so very easy guy to pull for. And his whole story is so remarkable. I mean, if Disney, you know, wanted to write the film and, and, embellish it a little bit they'd say well he was the last pick in the draft not mm-hmm. the third to last pick in the draft well they don't even have to do that in this case he was the last <laughs> pick in the draft they, right. can, they could just uh, you know play it up with exactly the details as they were and uh it's such a neat story and i mean it's amazing what he's done in a very short period of time but you know i think the reason that he handles everything so well is because of his faith and he just stays grounded he just stays grounded and doesn't get um, too high or too low, and uh, understands that there are more important things in life than that football game, and so it, it helps him to keep the focus as it needs to. Not to say that he's not competitive and, and doesn't want to rip your heart out and win the game. He does, but um, he also has a real great perspective on life, and so I'm just so thrilled for him. I really hope the 49ers can win the Super Bowl just because it would be a neat story to see it all the way to the finish line, but uh, really thrilled for him. Nice, easy guy to pull for. That's for sure. Does he uh, does he come back to uh, Ames very often? Do you see him much? Yeah, actually, his fiance is from uh, Sumner, Iowa, which is she played volleyball for Iowa State and then for UNI Northern Iowa, and so that's up by Waterloo. So he's engaged to a girl from Waterloo, Iowa, and 
he, you know, they even sent out the video of him on the combine out there uh, <laughs> at their family farm. Oh, really? Back to visit this fall. Yeah, he was out there on the combine. I said, well, Brock pretty finally gets an invite to the combine. This <laughs> but, uh, right. but, but, um, but he, yeah, so he came back for the football game against Kansas that weekend. And, you know, they brought him out during a timeout and the reception was just incredible. So, Really cool to see it. He loves coming back to Iowa State. He's still, you know, in great friends with Kyle Kemp, who's on the Iowa State staff, and Matt Campbell, and uh, he's he's going to stay connected to Iowa State for a long, long time. Love it. That's great. The other thing I wanted to ask you about uh, a, b- a bit away from this game tomorrow, but Tyrese Halliburton, man, what a great year he's having, and an all-star starter in the NBA. Yeah, there's so many parallels. I mean, they're both like, well, Brock just turned 24, but Tyrese is 23 years old. Mm. He'll turn he'll turn 24 later on this month. Uh, so the same age. They were actually very good friends. They were in a class together. They were in, a, I think it was an accounting class or something together. So they got to know each other when they were in school, and they're actually very good friends. You'll see Tyrese walking around in a Brock Purdy jersey or jacket, and, um, and so – so many parallels. Just another superhuman being, terrific person, and only spent a year and a half at Iowa State. Well, two years officially, but got hurt midway through his sophomore season, and that season kind of went down the down the tubes after he got hurt. But he was such a great player, and uh, but nobody saw this coming. I mean, it's just again, he's a guy that didn't have a ton of offers coming out. He wasn't some highly touted guy coming out of Oshkosh, Wisconsin, but. You know, he's kind of taking the league by storm. And he's, I, I went back and looked. The last guy to average like 12.7 assists a game, you got to go all the way back to John Stockton. Wow. In like the late 80s, early 90s to find a guy that averaged almost 13 assists a game. And that's what Tyrese is doing. So, uh, unfortunately, he's fighting some injury problems right now, but he's an NBA All Star starter, which is in Indianapolis. So, a big thrill for him. And he comes back all the time, too. In fact, he, he joined our team out at BYU. Our basketball team was playing there, and he had a game the night before in Salt Lake. Oh, nice! So he and so he and Taylor Horton Tucker came over because Taylor plays for the Jazz, and the two of them came over and watched the Iowa State game at BYU. So he stays very connected as well, and uh, two guys cut from the same cloth for sure. Yeah, pretty good. Hey, thanks for sharing with us about those two guys. All right, uh, this game tomorrow night, just another you know, just another average uh, Big Twelve top twenty matchup <laughs> it happens to be in Waco tomorrow night. Man, has this league been a meat grinder this year? Oh my gosh, we say it every year, but it's hmm. so true this year. I mean, nobody has gotten, nobody's even made the turn with fewer than two losses, you know. And so the 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 meat grinder is the correct word to describe it, and. You know, T.J. Alsaberger has said this to me many times. You can play really well in this league and get beat, and you can get in a two- or three-game losing streak like Baylor did while playing well. You know, <laughs> not that you're not playing well. And I, I'm sure that when Houston plays Kansas on Saturday, that those two teams are both going to play really well, yeah. and one of them's going to lose. Yeah, right. You know, and so it's just the reality of this league, and you got to just stick to your process, and it sounds cliche, but you really do have to just kind of – Stay with things and fight through those down periods because you know that if you keep doing things right, the good times are ahead. And so uh, it's hard, though, man. It's hard when you're in that moment. And I think a lot of teams around the league have experienced that this year. Yeah, you guys have won three straight. Uh, you did have a bye midweek this week. So your most recent game was the win over Kansas in Hilton Coliseum last Saturday. What, what in your mind and, and what would Coach Otzelberger say are the benefits 
of having a little extra time this week going into this game against Baylor? Well, it's big for Taman Lipsy, who's Iowa State's best player, and he's been kind of dinged up with a shoulder injury. He's fine, but just getting him that little bit of extra rest, I think, will be really good for him. And then you guys, you have guys that get heavy legs this time of year anyway, and it's probably a nice refresh, you know, right in the middle of the conference schedule to kind of recharge your batteries just a little bit and then surge into the last half of this thing. But, um, you know, Iowa State's pretty healthy on the whole knock on wood, and uh, I think it'll be a heck of a game. I, I can't wait to see your arena. I'm so excited about that, and I've it, just heard nothing but tremendous things. And um, it should be a, it should be a ter- terrific game. Two really good teams, two well-coached teams, and I, I think it'll be another awesome awesome night in the Big 12 Conference. It's interesting, isn't it, this year that it's not the balanced schedule that we've had the last few years. You know, you, you knew in years past we'd play you guys here once and, and there once, but this year this is the only meeting, and it happens to be in Waco, and uh, we don't have the pleasure of coming to play a game in Hilton. Yeah, it is strange this year. I mean, we're not even going to Allen Fieldhouse, where we've been going since 1908. Wow. You know, and so uh, really a strange uh, deal to not play them on the road this year. But um, everybody's going to say, hey, we got the benefit of the scheduler. We got the the short end. Um, but I know Iowa State has to go back and play Houston again here <laughs> in a couple of weeks. So yeah, there, there's always a few that, uh, that, that come up that you think, oh, man, we really got a bad deal there. But no. <laughs> I, I loved the round robin. I thought it was great because you really did determine who the champion was. Everybody had the same schedule. Everybody had the similar, uh, there was no excuses and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, the league's, uh, it's moving on. It, it's getting bigger and it's part of life and we'll just have to deal with it. But, um, yeah, it, it, maybe we'll see a second time at the Big 12 tournament. Who knows? Well, that's true. There's always that option. And uh, that could very well happen. Come in, that tournament's going to be fun. I, I've told several people that I hope Baylor wins some games there so we can stay and I can just you know do more games but watch the other games because that is going to be really fun in Kansas City. Yeah, you know, I always used to talk to Marty Blake, who was the NBA's director of scouting. He would always come to the Big, the big Eight and then the Big 12 tournament. And I, I would just say to Marty, why do you always come to this one when all the other – tournaments are going on he said this is the best conference tournament of any of them i don't care he goes this is the best one and so he came every year and you know that i I, I, that certainly hasn't changed in my opinion uh high level basketball i mean you watch teams compete i watched um i watched texas houston the other night john what a game you know i mean my goodness throw a piece of raw meat out there Hmm. between those two teams and let them fight for it i mean it just it's amazing the intensity night after night. And, you know, I'm sure it can wear on people mentally and physically, but at the same time, think how ready these teams are going to be for the NCAA tournament. I really feel like uh, the big 12 conference is going to represent very well, but you're exactly right. That conference tournament is going to be so much fun, high level basketball. And, you know, you're hoping to get in that top four. So you get the double buy and don't have to play till Thursday. That'd be ideal so that you, Aren't, aren't trying to play like five games in five days. Yeah. And there's no way, I would say no way, somebody does that, wins wins five games in five days against that kind of competition. Yeah. I would have never thought that was possible until I saw UConn do it that yeah. one year in the Big yeah, East. Yeah, true. But, yes, yeah, far far more the exception than the norm. It's it's really hard to even win three in three days is hard. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, five in five days would be just about physically impossible. 
travel's a little different for all of us this year with the new schools uh, spread out a little bit. Is this a two-game trip for you guys to the state of Texas? Yeah, we've never we I, in my time doing this, we've never done this where we're just staying on the road. Okay. Uh, but because the game in Waco is on Saturday night, um, you know, we would have been getting back middle of the night on Saturday and then turn around and go into Austin on Monday. Mm-hmm. So it just made more sense to stay on the road. So we'll so we'll stay two nights in Waco and then bus it from Waco to Austin on Sunday and then uh, start getting ready to play Texas on Tuesday. So this will be a, an unusual trip, but. An important one, obviously, for Iowa State. I mean, you, from an Iowa State perspective, you'd love to get a split. You'd feel great about splitting these two games. Now, I say that if Iowa State happens to win in Waco uh, tomorrow <laughs> night, I'll, I'll change right. my opinion on that. But, um, but no, I mean that. You know, the last time Iowa State went on the road for two, they went to BYU and TCU, and got beat soundly at BYU. But were able to find a way to win at TCU, even without Taman Lipsy, and that was a great win, maybe the most impressive win of Iowa State season to this point and so that was a great split and I, I kind of look at this road trip again because you're playing two high quality programs in Baylor and Texas that if you can split these two on the road and keep protecting your home court you'll be in great shape well travel safe and uh we'll see you tomorrow holler if you need anything uh since you're staying over Saturday night you're welcome to go to church with us on Sunday morning that offer uh is is available to you so uh we will see you tomorrow at uh, Foster Pavilion. That sounds great. Thanks so much for having me, John. I appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing you. Appreciate it. Thanks. Travel safe. John Walters, the uh, voice of the Iowa State Cyclones. I didn't know that till I asked him, but I thought that might be a two-game swing for them, Aaron. They play uh, in Waco Saturday, and like he said, it's a night game. And then they play in Austin on Tuesday. Those are so, tough. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it makes sense, you know, to, to combine really those two games into one trip. Yeah, and I, you know, obviously they'll they'll be in Texas the whole time, so right, that does right. let's make it a little easier. Probably bus from Waco down mm-hmm. to Austin, um, like he said on Sunday. So uh, big game tomorrow night: Baylor and Iowa State, the all-time series. Uh, one win separates the two in the all-time series. Baylor leads by one, twenty-four twenty-three, and that is due to some recent Baylor wins. Since uh, 2015, Baylor is 14 and six against the Cyclones. Before that, um, it was you know it was all Iowa State, especially in Ames. I remember the first time that we won up there. That was a huge win to win in Hilton Coliseum. You know, against that crowd, against always good Iowa State team, that was just huge. Um, Baylor is um, four and one when facing the Cyclones in a matchup where both teams are ranked, which is the case this year. Iowa State number 12, Baylor number 18, and uh, Baylor has won eight of the last nine, say that quietly, 17-3 and all-time against the Cyclones in Waco. So all that to say, it's going to be a great matchup. Baylor and Iowa State, I know Foster Pavilion will be uh, rocking on Saturday evening, as it has been all year, but especially for this one, a top 20 matchup, Baylor and Iowa State. All right, thanks to John. We appreciate uh, visiting with him. Their upcoming games uh, in Waco Saturday, they'll play at Texas on Tuesday, then host TCU on Saturday week, February 10th. I didn't realize till he said it that they don't play Kansas uh, twice, which is crazy. Yeah, that is. He I, said they played them every year since 1908. Yeah, I don't know how you don't keep that I know. rivalry. Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah. I know, look, it's not easy to make the schedules, especially, you know, right. but 
you got to keep that game at home at home. It's almost like if you said who is Iowa State's biggest rival. It's Kansas, yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. We should ask him that. But that that is strange that that's not uh, home and home this year between those two. And uh, the Cyclones got them in Ames last week, 79-75.